Episode 59, The Placebo Effect. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin. Today, Deb and I discuss the placebo effect and the power it has to change the stories in your head. We share times when the placebo effect has impacted our own lives and relationships and how we can use this effect to our benefit. Hi, I'm Ron Macklin, the host of the Story in Your Head podcast and the founder of Imaginal Community, a new virtual space where you can discover how to change the world one relationship at a time. In the Imaginal Community, you can ask us questions, take online classes, and learn and grow with others who are transforming their relationship with themselves and with others. It's like social media for self-discovery. So to continue the conversation with us, join us over in the Imaginal Community by following the link in the show notes. We're excited to see you there. Welcome to the story in your head. This is Ron Macklin and Deb Dundee. Deb, thanks for joining me today. I'd like to work something that's it's a little different. I, I don't know if this is bad or good or any of that stuff. It's just a little different. And that is the placebo effect. What is it? Well, what is the mechanics behind it? How does it work? How is it relevant to us? Hmm. I'll start with the first question. What is your interpretation? Let's just kind of get build an understanding of like what it is first. What is your interpretation of the placebo effect? Well, if I, if I think about medicine, right, and I think about somebody has some physical ailment, something is wrong, and a doctor prescribes a placebo, which is nothing but a, usually a sugar pill or something, and the patient thinks that that pill or that medicine is going to help them, and it does. Like, I, and so I'm, I'm holding, I'm holding that the placebo effect relates to the story the person has about their illness, that the story, and but it, but in a physical way, that whatever is wrong, this is showing itself in a physical manner. What, what do you mean? What do you mean by physical manner? Maybe they have a horrible pounding headache, or maybe they have a joint pain, right? Or something that they feel physically in their body is wrong. And yet in some cases, the placebo can take that away. Got it. Thanks. Mine's not, not different. It's like how I hold it, right? When they're testing a medication to find out if it's effective or not. Mm. And this is part of the testing that gets approved by the FDA. So you have to do a, I think it's called, and this has been 20 some years ago that I learned this from a guy who worked in Kansas City area. That is, when you want to test something, you have to find out if it's the actual medicine that's doing it or if it's the story that people have about the medicine. So you will have one group that gets the medicine and one that gets a placebo. It's like a, the one gets medicine, one gets a, the sugar pill, and they tell them that you're getting the medicine. Mm-hmm. And then they tell another group that, that also is divided and has some of them get the real medicine and some of them get the placebo, the fact, the sugar pill, right? And they tell them, you're getting the placebo. And then they see what happens, right? And this way, this is the only way 
that they can determine if the medicine is actually doing something or if it's just the story in somebody's head that it's doing something or not doing something like that. And they find that you can have a medicine that will do something. And if you think about it, right, that, that it's not it, your body will not take advantage of the medicine. So they have to prove that the medicine is doing what it says it do, does. And those stories that we have in our heads are so powerful that we have to do that before we could say, yes, this is actually a medicine. And they still have people who will like get the placebo and get the same effect. So the, what that, what that occurs to me, right? It's all about the story in your head can actually have your body change itself. Like the pain goes away. Like the treatment does something, even though the treatment's a placebo and scientists and FDA regulators, they know this so well, they make you test to prove that your drug actually does something. Yeah. So what is that? Like I, I'm, I'm sitting here on this, <laughs> on the top of a mountain here, because I know there are people who have devastating illnesses that they can't just say, oh, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be healed. Right. And that's it. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive about that. But I'm also really curious about this placebo effect and what we feel, what we think, the stories we make up about our body. I mean, I'm reminded of there's been studies even over people that they tell them if they have an illness, people are praying for you, that there are people out there that are praying for you to get better and those people get better. And so is this all, is, is this all in our heads? Is it, I mean, do we really have the power to heal ourselves in some of these situations? Or is is it dependent on something? Is it dependent upon the type of illness? I'm just asking questions because I don't know. One of my one of my favorite placebos are when you we had little kids. Everybody who's had little kids, right? They fall down and and they have some owie and they're crying, right? And you can you watch parents will do this, right? Come over here, yep. I'll, I'll kiss it and make it better, mm-hmm. right? And then you do and and like it. Then they go, oh, good, and they go head off and it's all gone. Yeah, and. Or you go, oh, well, well, let's put a Band-Aid on that. And the moment you put the Band-Aid on, the pain's gone. Now, there's nothing about a Band-Aid that should make the pain go away, except it should make it worse. Because if there's any raw nerves, you're going to push on those nerves, right, with the Band-Aid, right? Like, I, I know, I've had the, we put the Band-Aid on, you go, ooh, don't put the Band-Aid on, right? But yet, those stories can change our world. Yeah, so how, how do we... How do we notice ourselves in a way to say, how could I change this? Like I'm in a situation, I have a terrible headache, you know, or I have this, actually I have an elbow that's been bugging me, right? And how do I work with the story I have about that and really like hold on to that power for myself to heal myself? So I, I can speculate, like I'm in a mode of speculation. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that are going on with us, they're not biological, they're psychological. The pain, right? There's something going on with us, then we're using this as a, our body's using it to like a fight or flight or freeze mechanism to get out of it, right? And when we have those spaces where we have a new story, it goes away because we were creating that as if for like a, a different purpose. There are 
taking it away from not the medical business, right? But building, cultivating connections with other people, right? Leading others, leading yourself, connecting to yourself. How does the mechanics different? And how are they the same of the placebo? I mean, I guess one thing that I'm thinking about is in the studies, right, that the FDA does, people don't really know if they're getting the placebo or the real thing, right? That is something they don't tell them. Now, well, no, they, they do tell them a story. They don't tell them a true story. Necessarily a true necessarily, story. Right. They may get the, the pill. They may get the placebo, but they're told a story. They just don't know. Like we, like it may or may not be a true story, but we're making up the story for ourselves, right? Yes. Like if I Absolutely. say, Hey, I'm just going to pretend that this pill is going to take my headache away but I'm listening to myself saying, hmm, <laughs> good, good try, but I don't know if that's going to work. Like I'm the one making up the story and I know me. I know the story I'm telling myself that it's a little bit different. And now you made me think about trust, right? Like, am I trusting myself that I could just take care of myself or am I being skeptical of myself and my abilities to like do that? You bring up a great question. For me, this is this is a really good question. Well, they told me it was a pill, but I don't believe it's a pill. Does that mean you don't believe it's a pill? Or you just told yourself that it wasn't. But what's inside you? You're telling yourself that because of what? Because maybe inside you go, it really is a pill. So what is the stories that you're really following? Not the ones you may bullshit yourself with. Mm-hmm. What is your? Can you be authentic with yourself about what is the true story in you? Not just what you're trying to tell yourself. Because if you're really, if you're, here's my read. When I'm trying to tell myself something, that means I'm not, it's not working, right? Well, I'm trying to believe in this, which means you're not believing in this, right? How many times have I, we do that? I need to go, oh, I, I don't believe that. No, 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 that's not going to work, right? Oh, no, I believe it'll work. Inside you go, no, it's not. What is the true story? Can we be authentic with ourselves? What is our real story about people, about ourselves? Can we trust ourselves? Yeah. I <laughs> really trust ourselves. Or can we dupe ourselves? Like that's the other thing, right? Can we dupe ourselves into thinking that something will work that maybe doesn't? Like the opposite of the placebo effect. And I'm, I'm triggered to think about uh, something we do, right? We do all the time is creating our way of being. Yeah. Yeah. So we're creating who we are like in a meeting or in a conversation. And we also have, we produce who others are for us. Mm -hmm. And are we like, to me, that can change my brain as to like what my expectations are what, about other people. But am I in a situation like if there's a, you know, if I'm just in a really crappy way and one morning I get, I have no coffee or whatever it is. And I say, oh, today I'm creating myself to be just awesome, but I don't feel it. Like that missing authenticity, I, I can't fake my way out of that. Yeah, I think it's, it's a perfect topic for what we're working. Because there's that saying, you got to fake it until you make it. Like you, you got to start believing that you can do it, even though inside you may not be. But then you see, start to look for evidence. Then you go, okay, maybe this does work, right? And I noticed that about folks when they, when we start to create our way of being, they're going like, 
This is weird. This doesn't make sense. This is not going to work. This is not going to happen. Wait a minute. What was that? I see them differently. Oh my God, that worked. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's a, there's a bit of a fake it till you make it. And there's another place is we have, we have met, you and I have met people that went completely through the program. Never did. Like they, they just, did, they were so set, so certain, so this is the way it is that they were really not open to changing. And we don't force anybody to change, but we don't push on anybody. Yeah. Well, I, you, I mean, skepticism, right? Skepticism, you could describe it as a mood, right? As a way of being that I'm skeptical about myself. I'm skeptical about others. Like that's a way of being in the world that makes you not grant authority to anybody, even yourself. Right. You could say, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not enough to do that. So I'm not even going to grant authority to myself. I'm just really skeptical of everything. Or, and I, you know, the plus self person mm-hmm. <laughs> who doesn't need help because they're skeptical of that. Is anybody really going to help me versus changing that to an openness, like a complete openness of, hey, I, I'm just going to hear what they have to say. Like, I'm going to try to not judge what they have to say. I'm just going to be with whatever they have to say and let my mind not start off with, I, I created myself to be skeptical. Thank you. There's a couple things that, have, that come up as you, as you were speaking through that. One of them is that those, the plus self, I, I can remember like when I first started to use those distinctions and work and use them, I used to have a story that they were arrogant. Hmm. Like they, they thought they could do things that they really couldn't do. I really, I really, those assholes, they think they're better than us. So they, they got it all figured out. And in time, I began to notice that they were just as scared as I was, if not more. And what drives a person to become a plus self is fear. The plus self has a really good shield that says, no, it's all good. It's all good. Got it all figured out. Right. And the more powerful of people I met, and I don't mean power like they manipulate other people, like they had their stuff together. They had their stories together. They seemed to be happy and peaceful and calm. They talked about their fears all the time. That was like not new for them. They go, oh, yeah, I'm scared of this and scared of that and all that place. And I go, yeah, but you got you, you know, this and this and this. And they go, yeah, right. And I'm scared still. And the plus self, the one who won't talk about it and does not ever want to admit it to anybody that they're afraid, they occur to us like assholes and arrogant and, and not open to help. Because that's how they occur to us. But that's not inside the feeling. What I notice is they're just afraid. Yeah. So there's a, like how I'm listening is that there's this link, like this inverse relationship then between fear and skepticism. So if I'm open with myself about what I'm afraid of, I can be more open to others and the help that they are, that they are being. Versus if I can't even trust myself, if I want to push down my fears, right? Put up those shields and push down those fears and, and act like there's nothing wrong. But I, but I know, I know there is something wrong. Mm-hmm. Then I'm skeptical because I'm not even, I'm not even telling myself a story that I can believe. It's like the placebo, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. No, it's knowing. exactly like the placebo. Or it could be that I'm telling myself a story that I do believe. But it's not the one I'm saying out loud. It's the one I'm saying. Mm. It's it's inside. Like uh, externally, I'm saying like, 
I believe we can make this work. Inside, you're going, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Watch out. There's going to be a plane, you know, a big crash. And that's the story that matters to him. It's that inner voice, yeah. deep inner voice inside saying, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical of everything. And it really is. I'm afraid of everything and I'm not going to commit or get on any space with it. And that's the story that, because the story inside us shapes us, creates us. We are a manifestation of our stories and our narratives, the things we tell ourselves. And if that's the one, the placebo won't have any effect on them because that is the placebo to them. That is the one that they're going to believe. They're not open to anything else until they can see that that story won't work, the one that, that they're afraid of. Yeah. And that that's where the vulnerability comes in, right? Because if you're if you're Absolutely. working with a whole bunch of other people in life who look like they've got it made and they don't share all the failures that they've made, all all the stuff, right? You could go, wow, there's something really wrong with me and I do need to fake it because look at all these people I'm working with. They've they've got it all figured out and I don't. I'm all alone and I can't like I cannot reveal that. I cannot reveal that. It, it, I would lose whatever status I have. My whole life would crumble. Mm-hmm. All that space inside there. And the placebo effect is 100% there because it's those inner stories are affecting who they are. Are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster. Or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Mackle founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. So how do we use the placebo effect? How could, how do you, how could you use it? What would you do with the, now that you're kind of with this new understanding of placebo effect and the stories, how powerful they are. How would you use it? How could we use it? Where would we use it? And I think it starts with the noticing, the noticing of our stories. Okay. Where, what is that story? Like sometimes, you know, we get trigger and then there's an emotion, right? The emotion is our reptile brain responding or reacting. And it's before we've even thought about it. And then to notice that it's like, wait a minute, I just felt angry about whatever just happened or i i something so, to notice i, I gotta stop you because okay. I, I got i got i got i gotta make sure all everybody's on the same page for what is a reptile brain what does that mean reptile brain for for you yeah for me it's the one that just responds to threats it's not thinking about things it's just the the responder mm-hmm. it is a particular part of our brain mm-hmm. it's actually there and it's been there since we evolved from being rodents or whatever we were or reptiles or whatever it is it's still there and it's what dominates reptiles they just react yeah they don't do anything else but react they don't think about what they're going to do next they don't nope they just react there's no planning there's no strategy there's no nothing they're yeah. just they react right and we still have that mm-hmm. it's still inside of us it affects our life. Is, is it the amygdala? Is that what it's called? I can't remember for sure what it's called. I believe so, but yep. not an expert on the brain. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Anyway, inside that, that part of our brain, right, you, we 
as humans, we cannot stop that story-making machine. You see something, there's a story in your head. And like, we created it, no doubt. We can't stop us from creating it. Yeah, but we can notice it. But you can put, I couldn't agree more. You can't, can get to the place where you go, oh, look, look what I just made up. Now, if we don't notice that we make it up, the placebo effect will cause us to do something. Like we have a story, our body will do something. Like that's real. Like I, I am angry because that person caused me to be angry, right? Not that I had a choice. Right. Yes. But right. that person caused me to react this way versus, no, I'm taking responsibility for the choices I have on how to react. Yeah. And when we make up that story, digestive system starts to go into action. Our, <laughs> our, our, our brow goes into action. Our hands go into action. Our body gets ready to do fight, flight, freeze. Right. And that's real. Our body has, you know, taken the medicine, the story yeah. right? that we created in our amygdala from the outside world. And if we notice that as we've made up that story, we can do just the opposite. We can go, oh, look at this story I made up. I don't like that story. I'm going to choose this story. And our gut settles down and our pulse rate settles down and our hands are calm and we're not sweating on our brow and all that stuff. Our knees aren't, aren't weak. Yeah, it's, it's really that powerful, right? To decide, to choose mm-hmm. how we want to, w- what our stories are going to be. Yep. I, I, I hold that very true. Now, how, how do you, how would you share this with somebody? Like, like what we just worked on, right? You want to go out in the world because this, this is always one of the challenges, right? Okay. I got some great knowledge and you go out in the world and you go, damn it. The, the, the story in my head is not always easy to say to somebody else that they can understand it. How do we share this? I, I go to the listeners. Like, how would you share this with somebody? If you're working it, you're trying to get how, much the narrative in our head shapes our bodies and shapes our world and we create them and we forget that we create them and we remember that we create them. We can move that. How do you share that with somebody? Yeah. I, I really feel like it's a personal, like I, I could say run some experiments <laughs> try it on yourself. <laughs> right. As, as one of it, but think back to a time where, there was something you could identify that was a placebo that worked, that you had a story that it worked. Look back at that. And why, why did that work? What was your story about that that worked? That's one thing I think about is, ha- have there been times in my life where there was a placebo and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, that worked. Or something that I should have helped me, right? Should have helped me that didn't because I had made up a story in advance that this isn't going to help. It's like, look, look at those, look at those things. Notice yourself in that. And has that ever happened to you? So, so in this world, now we have this space where the person we're telling the story to, they may go, yep, I can remember one of those. Yep. Now what? Now what do we do? Yeah. It's, it's what, what happened? what was the story you made up that either made the placebo work or not? And did you notice, did you notice that you were making up that story? I don't know. What if people can't recognize they're making up the story? First I hold, everybody can hold that. 
I mean, there may be like, there may be like some certain group of people who can't, like they, they can't hold a memory. They can't do, there's something in that space, like their body is not in the space to do that. But in general, I'm talking about 99.99% of the people, they can notice that they have a story. Most of us make up a story that there's something wrong with us because we have all these stories and fears in our head. So we don't want to talk about them. I don't want anybody else to know they got this because there's something wrong with me and I don't want to admit to everybody else that there's something wrong with me. So, so that's, I think, like part of it. I'd say go find what it is that's, that's, that's triggering you right now. If you've mm. done the thing, mm-hmm. you said, yes, there's a placebo effect over there, right? Find the thing that's, that's really bothering you now, the thing that may keep you up at night, the main thing that may cause you to sweat or get nervous around somebody or causes you not to go someplace, makes you want to stay home or makes it to where you can't come home or when you come home, you don't want to come home. Whatever those situations are, what are those stories that you've made up, right? And know that the story you made up is can be causing the placebo effect for your body to be a certain way. I feel terrible around that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, is that the other person or is it you? Because the placebo effect, what other people do to you can affect you. The placebo effect is always the story in your head that can counter things from the outside. It, it, right? it, it can stop or enable things from the outside to affect you, but the placebo is affecting you, you, your story, your, your body. Well, and it makes me think about you know, asking myself the question, do I want that? Like, do I want, if I go somewhere and meet a certain person, like, do do I want my body to react in that way? Do I want to be like that or not? And I I can say that there have been times in my life where it seemed like having my own little pity party was what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) But there's, there's other times where it's like, no, I don't want that. That doesn't make me feel good. And it can't possibly make the other person feel good. No, I accept that. Sometimes it makes me feel safe mm. because I don't, I, I don't have to confront somebody else. Mm. I, don't, I don't have to confront myself. It kind of gives me distance. I'm safe here. But it's a false sense of security, right? It's just, again, that's your story. <laughs> it, it, it is. Whatever the security is, it, it, that it is for you, it is for you. But you're alone. Mm-hmm. And being alone with your stories in your head, it, it's never a good thing for me. I, and I, most people I know... Being left alone. I mean, what is the most vicious form of torture? Isolation. Isolation. Mm-hmm. Right? That is because it is miserable. Us left alone with our thoughts without talking to anybody else is miserable for us. But And you are alone if you have this story in your head that being safe is the best thing by not confronting, not, not being engaged. And there have been people who I remember thinking, that guy, that gal, they're assholes. I don't want to be around them. And then when I chose to be bold and get to know them, we're still good friends. They were more human and like you than you thought? Uh, yeah, that, that bothers me to admit to that out loud. But yeah. especially, <laughs> especially the one I said, that guy's an asshole. I don't want to be around him <laughs> ever. And then when I got done, I was going like, wow, this guy's a lot like, oh, crap, I'm an asshole too. But I connected. We connected. We had some great conversations, authentic, open, real conversations. I learned a lot, and so did he. And it would have never happened because I had a story in my head that said, that person's an asshole. 
And like the placebo, the story can shape my whole body. I used to get pressure and intense just to be around him. Mm-hmm. I could be standing next to him or something. I'd go for my whole body just reacting, right? And at the end, I remember walking up to him and just like just smiling and, and telling, talking stories and talking about real stuff. And my body was relaxed and open. And, and, and that was all of those things that happened there were me and the stories in my head. You know, you're taking me back to a time very early in my career. I actually bought a book. How do you work with people that you hate? <laughs> and It's a great book title, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, as I progress throughout my career, it's the thought of, well, what, why am I choosing to be that way? He was, he didn't care. Like he didn't know. He was just being himself. But it was me that was feeling that and creating that story for myself. And when I could just say, he's just being him, it was like, oh, I don't hate him. <laughs> he's just being him. And, and he's doing the best he can. Yeah. A- and it's really good. And that's like, yeah, I got it. We've all got those stories. And I encourage all of you who are listening, when you find that person you just hate, like you don't want to be around them, you never know. They could they could be end up being end up being a very close friend or a great ally. And the thing that I the line I tossed myself is they're alone too. Yeah. It was one of the things that moved me at the end of the not the end, but the kind of guess we kind of finished up working together was I apologized. I apologized. Hey, I used to think you're an asshole and didn't want to be around you and all that. And I apologized because it kept me from being with you for the longest time. And he said something that stuck with me. He goes, I really appreciate that you took the time to get to know me because I can be an asshole. And at that moment, it wasn't just about me engaging in a world to help me, but I was engaging in a world to help him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now there's a space where we're much more connected. And there's many cases like that. After that one went through, I was like, God, there's all these people I hate, and I need to go find out who they are and find out what's really going on. And those stories that I have in my head are just like the placebo. It's a sugar pill that can cure something. Or it's the lack of, or or you can actually counteract the real medicine being in your body. You can make it stop working. And the stories that we have in our heads are very powerful. Maybe the most powerful of anything in our lives. So I encourage anybody who's listening to our podcast Rate our podcast, subscribe to our podcast, uh, and make a comment. We'd love to hear from you. You can always reach me at ron at macklinconnection.com or deb at macklinconnection.com. Deb, how was this call for you? How was this podcast? It was, it was great. Um, just thinking about how to notice the stories I have and where I'm using the placebo effect in my life and that I can, I can change things. I can choose to change things. And that was very powerful for me. Thank you, Deb. Thanks for being on the podcast with me. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. At Macklin Connection, we believe making authentic connections with others can literally change your world. We invite you to share this podcast with one person that you care about. Maybe it's someone you haven't spoken with in a really long time and you'd love to reconnect. Or maybe it's the first person that popped into your head when you listen to this podcast because you thought it would be perfect for them. Thanks again for listening. 
and we'll see you next time.